0: Welcome to the broadcast of Riverside Church in Princeton, North Carolina. Riverside Church preaching Christ and Him crucified. For more information, check out our website at www.riversidefwb.com. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we come to you tonight, Lord seeking your face lord seeking your word lord we come seeking something lord god that'll help reach our hearts lord and save our souls father i just pray lord god that you just direct our steps tonight father i pray that your spirit fills this room tonight lord god and just cover us all father in the mighty name of jesus lord i just pray that your will be done in this room tonight lord I pray that you reach the hearts of every man in this room tonight, Lord God. I pray that you open up every ear so that your word may be heard, Father. And I just pray that you use me as your vessel, Lord, to deliver your word efficiently, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight I'm going to... uh Tonight I'm going to be teaching out of uh, the book of Genesis chapter 19 Speak up sir, you're going to have to speak up a little bit Yes sir, I'm going to be speaking out of the book of Genesis chapter 19 When God sent angels to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah And God showed mercy upon Lot, which was Abraham's nephew. But if you remember, God made a promise to Abraham and said that he was going to build many nations from his seed. So therefore, everybody know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was a wicked city. It was a lot of... um, A lot of wickedness going on in here. Um, Abraham asked the angels of the Lord, would he spare the city if there was even only one righteous man? And he said he would. But yet, I believe he knew that Abraham was speaking of his nephew, which is why he sent his angels to have his nephew leave the city. So starting in chapter 19, verse one, now two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. And when Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, here now, my lords, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise early and go your way. And then they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread. And they ate. Now, before they laid down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him. Where are the men who came in t- to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them. He went out to them through the door, through the doorway, and shut the door behind him. And he said, "Please, my brother, do not do so wickedly." Lot knew that uh, these were angels of the Lord. That I don't think he fully understood that these men was anointed by God. Therefore, there was nothing these men could do to them regardless. But yet he still he tried to sacrifice his own daughters for the sake of the holy men. And when they decided he would not let them into the house, so um, they decided they was going to try to do some wicked things to him but then the angel stepped up and they saved him and snatched him back into the house and he struck in verse 11 he says they they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness both small and great so that they became weary trying to trying to find the door <clears throat> then the man said to lot but i'm sorry i'm going to skip down to verse 17, so it came to pass when they, when they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life and do not look behind you. Nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains. Now the angels told him that God sent them to destroy the city. But because of God's grace, because of God's mercy, and because of God's favor, they would not touch that city as long as he was in there, him and his family was there. So they told him to leave the city and hurry up. So because the, they had a, they had a job to do. And he told them, do not look behind no state anywhere in the plane. And for me, with a background of addiction, that, that says a whole lot. God show mercy upon me continuously. He is sh- continued to show favor toward me. And he has continuously saved me. And each and every time he brought me out of the world of addiction, he said the same words to me. Don't look back. And it's not just addiction, but when he delivers us from anything that keeps us away from him, we are not to look back. Amen. But yet I continue to look back and I continue to fall. But yet God continued to show mercy on me. He continued to show favor on me. And he's done that because of his promise. Promise he made to us. But if we if we continue to read, Lot said to them, please know my lords, indeed now your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have increased your increased your mercy, which would you you have increased your mercy which you have shown by saving my life. But I cannot escape to the mountains. lest some evil overtake me and I die. See now this city is near enough to flee to. And it is a little one. Please let me escape there. For it is not a little one and my soul shall live. It looks like that... Uh, Even though God was trying to deliver him from this destruction, and even though he was being obedient to the Lord and leaving the city, he still didn't want to let go. He wanted to stay as close to the city as he could. It's the same thing with me. Same thing with all of us. We never fully want to let go. But God said you cannot straddle the fence. You're either going to serve the evil. I mean, you're either going to serve me and hate you, but you cannot live two, two different lives. You cannot live a double life, and I've tried to do that, and it's gotten me nowhere. But because of God's mercy, because of his favor, he let them go to that city. And he said to him, See, I have favored you concerning this thing also, and that I will not overthrow this city which you have spoken. So hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zor. The sun had risen up upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities all of the plain and all of the inhabitants of the cities and everything that grew on the ground but his wife looked back behind and she became a pillar of salt that's what happens and Pastor Kevin has been preaching that over and over when God turn you over to your iniquities and I believe that that's what happened. She didn't want to let go. She kept looking back. God has delivered us all out of that city. He's shown favor and mercy upon us. And he put us somewhere where he could bring life back into us. He could breathe life back into these dry bones and raise us up. But we can't look back. We've been delivered. We've been forgiven, but we can't look back. His wife turned to a pillow of salt. That means there's death looking back. God turned her over. And I believe. If I look back, that's going to be the same thing for me. Going to stand back and say, I'm done. If that's what you want to do, that's the life you want to live. Go ahead. I can't afford it. God brought me too far. He delivered me too many times. Cause of his grace, cause of his mercy. He's shown favor, over me. he's shown favor over all of us. Yes. And he's still doing it. But even though God got us in a sacred place. Sometimes we still continue to look back. We entertain that lifestyle because we don't really want to completely let it go. I know for me anyway, I was infatuated with that lifestyle. But it ain't about me no more. I got children I'm bringing up. I have a wife that prays hard every day. Every day I pray with my children. My son thanks God for making me better. So it ain't even about me. I'm I'm getting out of the way. I'm at a point in my life right now. I had to just give up. I got to give up that lifestyle. I can't continue to keep looking back. If I look back and God turns me over to that, what is going to leave my children? That's going to leave my family. Where that's gonna leave all of us, all of my brothers, cause each and everybody in this room got a calling to help somebody. <clears throat> God say rise up, stand up, and walk worthy of your calling. It ain't about us, man. Amen. It's about whoever we can reach, whoever God is trying to raise up an army to send us back out there to save some lives. He's trying to encourage us to encourage each other. During this process because it, it's not easy. It's not. You know. And I believe Lot's wife looked back because that's pretty much the only lifestyle she knew. That's where she was born and raised in that city. <coughs> she was comfortable with that. So sometimes we want that change. But we got them, them strongholds keep holding us back. I believe we ought to reflect back, but don't look back. Looking back means we stopping and we entertaining that old lifestyle. Reflecting back is to just remember things to keep motivating us and pushing us, propelling us forward. In James 1, 14 and 15, it talks about the temptation of our selfish desires that gives birth to sin, which leads to death. We got to stop looking back. We just we got to let it go. And just completely humble ourselves before the presence of God. God cannot perform his promises that he made to us until we humble ourselves before him. It's not until then that he's going to propel us forward. Sometimes you have to sow into your calling. And right now, each and every one of us is in a position to where we're supposed to be sowing seeds. We got to sow into our calling before we actually walk in our calling. Right now, I believe for all of us that's in Hope Center, this is a preparation period. We're being prepared right now for something that's beyond our understanding. But we got to humble ourselves before God and just give it up to him. I've made enough mistakes in my life. I can't do it no more. I'm tired. Everything I tried to do on my own didn't work. I had to take a sacrifice to even come to Hope Center. I had to get out of that city of Sodom and Gomorrah. God told me to leave. I left and it took me two weeks to even make a decision to leave. To leave those streets behind. That was all I knew. Never been outside of Chicago. That's all I knew. But I took a sacrifice and came to what is a foreign land to me. And because I'm, I took that one step and God been making the rest and been blessing me ever since. I'm not going back to Chicago. Because I know ain't nothing but death there. Everybody that's there, that's lost in addiction, <coughs> he's going to destroy if they don't turn from their ways, I know it sound cruel and me, but I mean, I'm just going to tell the honest to God truth. Don't nothing but death come from this addiction thing. And I'm seeing people die all around me. And it's a wonder that I'm even still here. Being out there on drugs. I'm a diabetic off of my medicine. It's been plenty of times I've almost passed out. Felt like I was slipping into a coma. But God spared me. He still continued to show that grace and that mercy. Even in the midst of my mess, he was still blessing me. Oh, yeah. I'm so out of it slipping away that I can't even talk. But I knew how to dial the number on my phone to call my wife and I couldn't even tell her what was wrong with me. She already knew. Thank God for iPhones because she was able to find me and track me and took me home. Had she not picked up that phone or had she decided to just turn her back on me, I probably would have died right there that day in my car. God has saved each and every one of us numerous times, times that we don't even realize or know about. His angels been surrounding us daily, but sometimes, man, we just be so stubborn man, and we don't, we don't see it. I don't know if it's that we, we choose not to see it because we don't want to let go. We don't want to let go of everything that's killing us. And some people want to let go. They just don't know how. But, you know, that's what we come in. at. That's why God is raising us up, because everything we have been through in our life is power for the next man. We have been through it all. We have done it all. So if we go out there in the streets and reach just one person, man, that's all. That's all that matters. Right. Each one teach one. You know, sometimes, I mean, I'm just going to be real. Sometimes being in the house of men, I get frustrated. I do. I might not like everybody all the time. It's just honest to God, true. But that don't mean I don't love y'all no less. The fact that I get frustrated is because I love y'all. If I didn't, I wouldn't care. You wouldn't get to me. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. Not one bit. And I wouldn't even try But that's why I get frustrated. And it's hurt, it's a hurtful feeling that when you're trying to help somebody and still trying to help yourself in the same time. And sometimes you just, you just can't because some people just don't want to let go. They keep looking back. And it's a hurtful thing. But I ain't God, so I can't do his job for him. All I could do is what I'm called to do, and that's to continue to help, continue to encourage. And I still got to be obedient to this work, all at the same time. I just want to encourage y'all on this night to not look back. Please, don't look back. Don't look back to them streets. Don't keep entertaining conversations of the past on how we used to live. We don't live that way no more. That's the old life. God delivered us from that. Why do we keep reflecting over that? Why do we share these stories with other people? That crabs in the barrel mentality, we pulling them down. Come on, man. We gotta stop. We gotta wake up. We gotta, it's time to rise up. It's men. We are the priest of our families. We are the priest of our households. And most of us got women in our lives that's still believing in us and still still praying for us. But a woman ain't gonna follow no man who ain't got nowhere to take her. I guarantee you. Sometimes these women see the things in us that we can't see in ourselves. And we put a lot of pressure on their backs. And they carrying a weight they, they they were not designed to carry. That weight is our weight. This is the weight we are created to carry. But God anointed them to carry the weight. He anointed them withstand that pressure. Until we finally snap up out of it. I, you know, <clears throat> I just pray sincerely, man, that we don't continue to look back. We have to look forward. We have to have tunnel vision. Even in the book of Matthew, you seen what happened to Peter. God said, come to me. Peter lost focus. And start worrying about the storm around him. Instead of focusing on God. He was worrying about everything that was going on around him. And he began to sink. But God had favor. And he reached down and he said. We got to stay focused. We got to keep looking forward. Looking at, at Jesus. Following his steps. It might not make no sense to us. It might even be uncomfortable for us. But that's where your blessing come in at. Mm -hmm. When you step outside of your comfort zone, that's where your blessing come. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Because I ain't want to let go. So tonight, I just want to close this to encourage everybody. Let us just focus on the goal ahead and stop looking back. Because looking back only gonna look lead to death.
1: Amen. Amen. Step Step up. All right. First and foremost, I just want to take a second to give.
0: This is our brother Eddie. Eddie. Hey, Eddie. He's
1: gonna, he's gonna, uh, hey everybody. Finish up. <laughs> First and foremost, I just want to take a minute to give God all the honor, glory, and praise that's due Him for even having this opportunity to stand up here. Uh, It's just a blessing to even be up here to even attempt to teach His Word to somebody else. But I'm going to start off in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'll be talking to you a little bit about love. Something that I used to crave from the world, used to seek in the world in women, in drugs, in money. And everything but where I was supposed to look for, first and foremost, you know, love comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I, it starts 13.1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Paul is telling us in these first three verses that if we ain't got love, we nothing. Nothing. It don't mean nothing. Possessions, the things that we do, people we bless, even being up here doing something like this, having this opportunity it means nothing. If I don't have love, I love everybody in here. You know, I, some, no, I don't. I don't know a lot of you. I, like Rico said, my my nerves are shot. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But God, I just God's hiding hiding me behind the cross, man. I just want Him to speak, not me. And Paul goes on to tell us in verse 4 Love suffers long and is kind Love does not envy, love does not parade itself Is not puffed up Does not behave rudely Does not seek its own, does not provoked, thinks no evil Does not rejoice in iniquity But rejoices in the truth Bears all things, believes all things Hopes all things, endures all things I believe Paul's telling us that with love We can endure anything We show love to everybody You know we keep it moving in the right direction, showing love for each and every one of us. God continues to show love for us every day when He suffers long. Because He don't want any of us to perish. He don't want any of us to go to hell. So he, he, he wants us all to come to repentance. All of us to turn from our sins and keep moving forward. But we've got to believe in Him. Believe that He's going to restore us to, to new lives, to a new man, to a new woman goes on in, chapter eight, in verse 8 It says love never fails But whether there are prophecies they will fail Whether there are tongues they will cease Whether there is knowledge it will vanish away For we know in part and we prophesy in part But when that which is perfect Has come then that which is in part Will be done away I believe Paul is telling us here that when Jesus comes Anything that is partial Is going to end Everything's going to become fully known through him It goes on to say when I was a child I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I also am known. And now I abide faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love over everything that we do, over everything that we have, hope, faith, whatever it may be, love's the greatest thing that we can have it reigns supreme over everything else nothing else matters when it comes to love love is where it's at and if you don't show love you know I might not like everybody all the time like brother Rico has said but I love everybody all the time that's that's the primary goal for me is to just to love because I like I said i I looked for it in all the wrong places drugs money women you know my ex-wife I, I used to worship the ground that she walked on simply because I needed her love my my I love you wasn't just an I love you it was I need you. I need you to tell me you love me, so I feel validated, you know? And that's, that's what a lot of us do, I believe. We need to hear somebody say, I love you, because we need to feel validated. We need to be confirmed that somebody loves us, but when we, when we fail to realize that we're already loved perfectly by Jesus Christ, Amen. you know what I'm saying? God loves us, and that should be all that matters. It shouldn't matter if somebody else in this world loves us. Of course, we got people in this world loves, that loves us. My dad loves me. My brothers love me. You know, I'm sure everybody in here loves me. But what matters the most is, is that God loves me, and He's given me the opportunity to turn my life around again. You know, I've I, I got a little over three months sober, and I'm I'm sharing my story with people. I'm sharing. <laughs> I'm sharing how God speaks to me through His Word. And it's just an amazing thing to, to have that, to be able to do that. Because my dad's a pastor, and I, I want to follow in his footsteps. I followed his, in his footsteps through the bad, doing all the same things he did, but better. Now I want to do this. And I'm not saying necessarily I want to do it better than him, but at the same time, yeah, I am. My dad wants me to become a better man than he is. He wants me to be that, that better person. You know, my goal is to become a pastor one day. I want to be a pastor, just like my dad, you know. I'm going to go now to um, Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 12. I'll give you a second to get there. It goes on to say, um, chapter 3, starting at verse 12 in the book of Colossians, Therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful again the word of God's telling us to love above everything else everything else is just it comes in second compared to love you know I believe that love is is the ultimate sacrifice it's not a emotion it's not something that makes you feel well it makes you feel good but it's not its goal you know, Love is an action You show somebody how, that you love them By how you act towards them By what you do for them Whether you're there for them When they, pick, when they call you in the middle of the night Whether your brother is, shows up To take you out on a visit And he's drunk And you got to drive Take him home But it's the ultimate sacrifice of love Because I love that man But I got to do what I got to do for me, because I love myself as well. I look in the mirror today and I love me. I couldn't say that three months ago. Yes, sir. You know, there's a song that really sticks out to me. Is today I look in the mirror and I can stand the man that I see, the man that looks back at me, the man that's got a smile on his face most of the time. I also want to go to one more place. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm moving kind of fast, but. Um, I'm going to go to John In chapter 15 Starting at verse 9 Now I don't know if any of your Bibles have this But I have a a New King James Version study Bible um, That has subheadings and everything And this is called Love and Joy Perfected Starting at verse 9 it says As the Father loved me, I also have loved you Abide in my love If you keep my commandments You will abide in my love Just as I have kept my father's commandments And abide in his love And again that's, that shows us right there That love is an action We show God that we love him by, by obeying his word Obeying what he tells us to do Amen. Every day It's not just a one and done I don't, I'm one person And I don't know how you guys feel about this But I don't believe in once saved always saved I don't think that you can go and get saved, say, Jesus saved me, and then go out the next day and live a hellish life again. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Because like Brother Rico said, God will turn you over. And if He turns you, that's, that's a fearful thing to be turned over. Amen. Not to have that, that hand of God on you. It's terrible. It goes on to say in verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may, be, may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. God wants us to love as he loved us. Greater love has no other than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So let me ask you, do you have love for somebody so deep that you would die for them? Jesus did. Did it for all of us. Let me go on and ask you this. Do you have love so great in your heart that you would lay down your life for your enemies? For someone that persecutes you? Someone that wishes death upon you? Jesus did. He died for everybody. Sinner, atheist, believer, rapist, murderer, all of them. He died for them. We're supposed to love them like He loved us. So that means to die for each and every one, everybody in this world. No matter who they are. We're to die for them. We're to die to ourselves. Another place it says if anyone should come after me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Got to deny yourself. To truly love other people, you have to put yourself last. Jesus hung on the cross and said, I love you to the very ones that were sitting there ripping out his beard, to the ones that tore him to pieces. He was marred more than any. And I don't know if any of you guys have seen any bodies from the Witches' Salem hunt. They were burned at the stake. They were unrecognizable. Jesus was worse. He marred more than any person ever to walk this earth. He walked this earth in perfection,
0: Amen.
1: just to show us God's love, to restore us to the Father, to 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 do what no man could do then before Him, or is going to be able to do after Him. Amen Us Again as brother Rico said It's not about us You know we have that hand out You know Rico grabbed my hand He's pulling me with him But I got my hand out I got my hand out behind me Grab that next person Whoever it may be Scuba Ant-Man Whoever Anybody in this room I I got my hand out Come with me I'll take you where I'm going I'll take you where I'm going But you got to trust me you got to trust me that I'm living this thing. you got to trust that the love of God is going to come through me. And I don't show it to perfection. I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. The world gets, under, gets to me. People get to me. But it don't matter. It don't matter because I still love them. You know, I, I move forward every day to, to continue. I don't, I don't have contact with my own children at the moment due to my life's choices. But I have such a strong faith in God that He's gonna restore that relationship to my kids. You know, I, I love God with all my heart. More so than I ever have. And I wasn't raised in church. I didn't come up knowing God and Jesus the way that I should. My dad my dad didn't know him either. My dad comes from that same lifestyle. Comes from a drug addicted past. He was abused. He was tormented. You know, been through wife after wife that were not godly women and then he found God you know and now he's bringing me up bringing my brothers up as he comes to the house now my dad is such a strong part of who I am today whether he realizes it or not and I know that it's all thanks to God you know all the glories do him don't applaud me don't applaud him you applaud anybody applaud God because that's who's doing it it's not me it's not us none of us we all stick beside each other yeah but it's through the love of God and through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we get to do it because I can't walk this road alone none of us can none of us can we weren't designed that way we weren't created that way God didn't create us that way God created us to be with somebody always have somebody God saw in Genesis that It was not good for man to be alone So he created a woman And me and my dad had this Little joke They said uh, You know when, when Adam seen The woman the reason she's named woman Is because he was like whoa man <laughs> You know when he seen The woman I don't know That's, God thought it was Funny and me and my dad got that little joke But We just got to continue in love Continue to move forward. Continue to help the next person. No matter what we're going through, we're all going through something. If you say you're not, you're lying. Everybody's going through something. Whether it be I lost my mom earlier this year, back in March. Still grieving over that. Lost, you know, recently divorced. No contact with my kids. But God's given me another family. All my brothers at Hope Center, both houses. All you guys, you know, we have such a tight knit bond. Even at a distance, we, we're still together. We, we ride this thing out. Our church families here, journey, everywhere that we go, we have people that love us and that continue to fight for us. And it's all because of love. Amen. Amen. Love is just, it means most. Faith doesn't matter. Hope doesn't matter. But love is the greatest thing. Faith and hope will be perfected. Love is perfected through Jesus Christ. If we could just walk out the way that He did to show love to everybody, to our friends, to our families, and yes, even to our enemies. If they don't show that kind of love, that's their problem. But you're the one that's going to have to answer to God for your actions, for your sins, For whether or not you love the way he did I don't know about you But I don't want to go to hell So I'm trying to walk this thing out As closely as I can And I want to bring as many people with me as possible Because it absolutely breaks my heart Knowing that every single day in this world There's somebody dying That's going to hell Every day it's just the truth Simply because they didn't love God the way that we do they didn't accept him into their heart the way that we have. I just want to, get again, give him the praise, honor, and glory for this opportunity. I thank you guys for allowing us to do this. I hope that we get invited back. But um, do I close in prayer, or do we got time, or do we... Uh,
0: if you want to close in
1: prayer. All right, just... Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for this day that you have given us. We thank you for your grace and your mercy that you show us every day, Father. Father, we ask you for being patient with us. We thank you for being patient with us when we can't even be patient with ourselves. Father, we ask that you continue to show the love and grace and mercy that you do every day. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity that you've given me and Brother Rico to share your word and how we believe it to others Father we just ask that you continue to bless us continue to rain your blessings down we ask that you cast protection around all of us all of our families and everyone everywhere Father we ask that if there's somebody for us to help this evening tomorrow and all throughout the week that we give a ch- get a chance to help them Father we ask you to help the homeless the needy, the poor and the hungry and the cold Father we ask that you keep them warm tonight if they're hungry feed them Lord if they're lonely give them someone to talk to Father, but most importantly, give them you. Give them you, Lord, on this day, on this night, throughout this week. Father, we just thank you we glorify your name. We pray and ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.